Water is fundamental to human development, from drinking water and sanitation to agriculture and more. You listen to Water Stories, a podcast series where you will learn everything about securing water, energy, and food security for all of us. Hello everyone, I am Juan Carlos Giraldo and welcome to the episode number 5 of Water Stories. I would like to start by saying that the primary goal of technology and planning in water management is to provide high quality, good amount and sustainable water for cities, farmlands and different ecosystems around us. In this episode, with our guests, we will discuss everything that involves an essential water modeling tool developed by Stockholm Environment Institute called WIP. Once again, my co-host is Vishal Meta. Vishal is an environmental scientist in the Stockholm Environment Institute, and his work is focused on water research and forest conservation. He's based in Davis, California. Hello, Vishal. How are you? Hi, JC. Vishal, would you mind to introduce our guest? Sure. It's a great pleasure to welcome my colleague, Jack Sieber. Jack and I have been working together for more than 12 years. Jack is the Deputy Director, Chief Technical Officer of the U.S. Center of SEI, the Stockholm Environment Institute. And uh, once in a while, he calls himself the mother of WEEP, which is the software that we use for water resources planning. So welcome, Jack. I'm very happy to have you. Thank you, Vishal. Hello, Jack. How are you? Happy to have you today as a guest. Thank you, JC. Jack, before talking about this essential tool called WIP, I want to ask you, what exactly does plan mean in water management? What are the ingredients of a good planning? And also, who plans? Yes, uh, several different planners. Uh, so you could have uh, uh, city planners that looking to manage their water resources, supply and demand, uh, water quality. You could have a, at a larger level, a regional or a statewide planners who are really trying to oversee the regional resource and trying to coordinate uh, different smaller regions. Uh, you could have nationwide, uh, countrywide planning. All these different planning levels really have maybe a slightly different focus, but they all have the same thing in mind, which is really trying to uh, make a sustainable plan for the future. So that sort of look at the water resources, all the different aspects of it, uh, trying to make sure all the different sectors of society have enough water and, and have high quality water to meet their needs, both now and in the future. That's great. Bichal. Yeah, and you know, uh, like Jack said, a uh, basic feature of uh, resource planning is meeting supply and demand. And essentially, when you add on the word sustainable water management, different aspects come into the picture, come into play. So for example, it's not always about finding the the cheapest water resources options for the future to meet, dem to meet growing demand, for example. Uh, you want to make choices that are wiser in terms of the environment, in terms of equity, in terms of many other factors, including but not limited to costs. And that's where a tool like WEEP comes in that we'll be getting into. Thank you, Vishal. You know, last week I read an article, so I listened to a podcast. Also, I'm reading right now a book about management and ESG. And all say that water becoming an essential topic for scientists, companies, and business leaders. All these sources had something in common. Technology will help solve water scarcity to facilitate access to this element, to this important element in our life. Speaking about technology, I want to ask Jack, what does the acronym WIP 
stand for and when was created. Okay, uh, WEEP is the Water Evaluation and Planning System. It was first conceived and constructed back in 1988, back in the Dark Ages. And I've actually been working on it almost since then. So it really has become now my life's work. So it was really conceived as a way of looking at a way to de balance demands and supplies to really come up with an integrated uh, plan for a sustainable future. So at that point, often uh, water planning relied, I would say, overly much on supply focus. So we need more water, let's build another reservoir or another pipeline or another treatment plant without really considering the demand side of the equation. How much water do we really need for our uses? Can we be more efficient? Can we reuse water? Can we look at different sources or look at uh, different needs such as for the environment or ecosystems? So it really is trying to be a more holistic picture rather than before the earlier just supply focused, let's build more pipelines to get more water. Interesting, especially seeking to be more efficient, which is very important, as you mentioned. Vishal? Yeah, and uh, the uh, one of the major features of WEEP that uh, Jack uh, has developed over so many now decades is that it uh, allows you to create different futures. So as I mentioned, we have to make choices into the future, and each of these is a, a, a scenario of the future, which are you know different ways the future can play out. And uh, uh, WEEP is essentially a software program which uh, allows you to build these different scenarios and then to evaluate them quantitatively and compare them and then to make a choice as to what the best option is for the different futures we can imagine. Thank you, Vishal. You know, I watched uh, some tutorials on how WIP works and it's impressive all the elements involved in water management, rivers, wastewater, basins, reservoirs. For me, for example, catchment caught my attention. So, Jack, what are the main features of WIP, in your opinion, that you know very well, this uh, essential tool for water management? I would say one of the, the, the standout features of WIP is it really combines sort of a physical, physically-based hydrology, hydrology model, with a planning operational context the human constructed environment and how to move the water around. You can look at all the climate variables and look into different possible future climate scenarios and how they might alter the hydrologic cycle. So that's one part. And then the other part is you can see how the impacts in terms of the supplies, reservoirs, groundwater sources, rivers, and human and environmental demands. So you can really look at both sides of those equations, play with both and look at different scenarios as Vishal talked about because nobody can predict the future. Somebody once said, all models are wrong, but some are useful. <laughs> so no model will perfectly predict the future because there are too many uncertainties. But if you, with different scenarios, you can construct different possible future paths and see how, if the climate changes in this way or if population grows this way, what would be the impacts? What would be the possible management options we would have to respond to those changes? so we can complete a sustainable system. Yeah, so I just wanted to go back uh, to thinking of the listeners when Jack said that uh, it integrates hydrology with all our water resources infrastructure. By hydrology, what we mean is you know, how uh, rainfall or precipitation is converted into stream flow and how much of it uh, you know, is uh, lost to vapor transpiration, how much of it enters the soil, how much of it goes into groundwater recharge. So that's what Jack means when he says hydrology. And there are not that many tools out there that can simulate or using computers both the water balance, which I just described, 
as well as then feed it into canals and reservoirs and hydropower and so on. So that's definitely one of the uh, hallmarks of, of WEEP. And uh, the second one is that it's a very transparent system. So, you know, it, it has a graphic user interface that you can easily work with. Thank you, Vishal. Yak, WIP as a tool is used by research and planners in organizations uh, around the world, right? With more than 28,000 users in 180 countries. Any particular situation in any region around the world that has caught your attention during these years that you would like to share with the audience? Uh, certainly. Uh, yes, WEEP is really used in many different countries and states around the world. Many countries have embedded it into their planning process. Yes, we have many projects uh, in, in Latin America, but also in other parts of the world, South Korea, uh, Jordan, uh, Germany, many states, countries in Africa, uh, many states and cities in the United States. So the state of California has adopted it now almost 20 years running uh, as one of their essential tools for water planning. So every five years, they come up with an integrated water plan, trying to look into the future and come up with uh, different strategies. But Jack, any particular example that you would like to share with the audience that you remember and cross your mind right now? I think California is probably one of the better examples in my mind of a very large system, very sophisticated planners, been working on this for decades. I mean, over 100 years, that there's not much water in California. So they've had to be very ingenious. And they've been using WEEP And it's, like I said, it's part of their process. Uh, so they've been using it, looking at different climate futures, looking at different uh, reservoir operation policies, looking at different ecosystem requirements and different regulations and how that might impact farmers or cities. I think it's really been a key part of the, the California state water planning. So I think that's one of the impacts. For me, it's one of the standout stories of how WEEP has been useful in the real world. It's not just sort of an academic exercise, but it really, I think, is useful uh, as a decision support tool to planners and policymakers. That's interesting. Vishal? Uh, in addition, what uh, Jack mentioned is that it's a tool, right? So we use it, uh, SEI staff uses it in wherever we are working in building collaborations, you know, collab collaborative water resources, planning and modeling, using this quantitative tool so that people can see whether you're farmers or planners or city residents or you know, whoever you are in a particular region, we can have a common basis for making decisions uh, instead of being doing mostly qualitative work. So that's, that's one of the key things to remember is that we actually use it in a very formal collab collaborative planning exercise and mode. That's one of the things I wanted to point out. And the other thing I wanted to point out is that You know, it's one of those tools so which you can build a water model for your own house. You know, you can do a demand and supply kind of analysis using it from the scale of your own house to a city to, as Jack mentioned, river basins and countries. So it's, it's very scalable that way in, in space. And I also wanted to mention that uh, some of us, including Jack, are now, are always innovating. We are trying to use climate change projections from the IPCC to embed into the tool. And we are also, uh, a very nice example is that we are also now trying to use it in forecasting mode. So not just uh, planning itself, but also using climate forecasts, like you hear about on the news and so on, uh, especially given that the West is in a deep drought. 
and has been for a long while. Great insights, Vishal and Jack. But how WIP can help water management for future scenarios, for example, where involve policymakers, business, and society itself? I can give you a concrete uh, example of how the types of analysis and types of decisions and impacts can come up. So constructing a scenario where you've got all the different aspects of the water supply system, uh, reservoirs to store water above ground, underground aquifers, the hydrologic cycle driven by climate, human needs for agriculture or industry or for drinking water, uh, ecosystem needs. So layered on that model of the current situation, you look at future projections of how climate might change or population grows or different agricultural patterns and think about how much water will we have? Will we have enough water? And often the answer is no, uh, at least with the current system and the current strategies. That's not even taking into account ecosystem needs, which often are shortchanged now. So trying to think about different policies, how can we change the way we operate our reservoirs? How can we change our irrigation practices to be more efficient? Maybe we can't have as much land under irrigation as we do now. It's not sustainable. So all these are different things that could be impacted by what the, the model says could be happening in the future. So do we have to change our, our policies, uh, change how much how much water we give to the farmers or change the prioritization so the cities have priority over the farmers, perhaps, or we, we change which crops we can grow. Some use too much water for the impact. So those are the types of decisions that could be made. Yes, and to make it even more concrete, what Jack said is that the planning context, I think, is what you're asking about, right? So, for example, I'll tell you right now, I live in Davis in California, which is in Yolo County, and we are working with stakeholders here in this county using a WEEP model under the SIGMA Act, which is the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. If you remember, we had another podcast with Chuck when he was talking about it. Essentially, the act is the framework for the planning, the law. The law requires that every basin or so needs to come up with a sustainable groundwater management plan because groundwater has been overused in California for a very long time. Now, because the law requires every part of California to implement this plan and show how will your groundwater resources be sustainable into the future, that sets the planning stage, right? So now we come in with the WEEP model which says, okay, well, in droughts in California, farmers use a lot of groundwater. That's not good for the groundwater resources. Well, what are our options? Can we recharge that groundwater with excess water in the in the winter if there are floods. You know, those are the types of scenarios we can start building. But the drive and the framework to get into a planning exercise is coming from the law. So it's required by law. I, I remember when I spoke with Marisa Escobar and she said that this tool will help policymakers look the big picture, you know, and to, to make the, the decisions. Uh, Jack, where people, for example, can reach more information about this essential tool, which is, is very, very interesting. And it's a good thing because it came in very, in a lot of a language, you know, Spanish, Portuguese, German, English, of course, but where people can, can find more information to, to learn more about WIP. Thank you, JC. The, the starting point would be the, the WIP website, which is weep21.org. It's got tutorials, videos, and a discussion forum with over 40,000 users and publications that have used WIP. Over 900 publications are listed on the website, uh, spanning the range from water quality to financial planning to climate change to reservoir, hydropower, energy and water. So 
all the different aspects of uh, water planning, you'll find uh, different publications that have looked at this in the in the research. That's great. Thank you for the, for this. All these links will be in the in the episode. Vishal, anything that you would like to add? No, I think this is great, and uh, I'm really happy that Jack could join us today, especially because Jack is one of those very modest people, and he's built almost single-handedly one of the most effective water resources planning tools out there. Yes, I agree, Vishal. I agree this tool is perfect for planning more sustainable water, and sustainable water means a community, region, country that can be water self-sufficient. Jack, I would like to thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, JC. I appreciate it. Thank you. Vishal, thank you so much. Until the next episode. Until then. Thank you so much, Vishal. And thank you so much, everyone. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Stay tuned for our next episode.